Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. We were just talking that you saw you 2 in Vegas. Amazing. I love the beginning of this song. Oh, I heard you t- uh, mention, too, before the show that you, w- at first, you weren't so enthused or you didn't know a lot of their songs. I'm not a concert person. Like, I, to no one's surprise, I, like, I'll go to the Lyric Opera. <laughs> I'll go to Shakespeare Theater. I'm just not a concert person. And I have to tell you, it was fantastic. It was truly amazing at the Sphere in Vegas. It, it was it was awesome. I've seen them like seven to ten times. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I've seen them a lot. I, I, I haven't seen them in years, and I, oh, I need amazing. to go to Vegas to see them. Yeah, they're not there much longer. No? No, I think Beyonce is coming next. Oh, okay. Yeah. But what they do with that, the, the sphere, and it's you're in surround visuals. You feel like you're in this bean. It's truly amazing what they did. Fantastic show. So Peggy's in uh, for Waddle. Uh, let's talk some football right now. The Bears introduced Shane Waldron today and uh, all of their assistant coaches and, and everything and, and uh, Coach Washington and everything. So we'll talk more about that in a little bit. But let's bring in Tim Hasselbeck, who I said earlier we may have to fight again. We have fought for many, many years over Bears quarterbacks. But before we get there, as he joins us on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline, have you seen you two in concert? I have, a long time ago, well before they were at the Sphere. Part of my job one summer was selling frozen lemonade at concerts at what was then Foxborough Stadium, um, now Gillette, and uh, U2 was uh, one of the concerts. And so um, I I was actually paid to be there because I was making minimum wage selling frozen lemonade. How long did you do that? Wow. That that was my summer job for a couple years in high school. That's you pretty know, good that's vending. That's, yeah, yeah. And anyone, you know, like, uh, and anyone that's, you know, ever been to Rhode Island that's uh, had Dell's frozen lemonade knows yep. the lemonade I'm talking about. And, uh, yeah, you know, not a bad way to make a few bucks as a, as a high schooler. Did you ever take the lemonade and with your cannon for an arm, ever <laughs> chuck it across like a couple of sections and hit someone in the face with it? No, but I would just say that, like, anyone who's buying, like, a a drink, you know, in the middle of the summer, as a guy is walking up and down stairs selling lemonade and dripping sweat, like, it's just not, it's just not okay what happens. It's just not. So. <laughs> That's great. Um, all right, so... I, I was watching Sports Center. I forget when it was, whether it was a, a, one of the Van Pelt shows or if it was Get Up. And then I tuned you in again, and I had flashbacks to our arguments over Cuddy. And okay. and I'm like, okay, the Bears. Who was right, by the way? You was yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. I know. Probably you. Um, he didn't live up to what we, we were hoping for. And everything like that. So I will chalk one up for Hasselbeck. Um, and then I'm like, are we going to argue again? Because it, it's leaning towards Caleb Williams. I'm not saying it's for sure. They got to do their work. But 
your your belief is that Caleb Williams is not the best prospect in the draft, correct? Correct, and that's not to say that he's not a really talented quarterback and, you know, there's a good chance he goes somewhere and, and has a really great career because he may. Um, I believe the best prospect in this class is Drake May. Um, I think when you go through, like, when you just look at all the different things that you want to evaluate in a quarterback, you know, from size, arm strength, athletic ability, ability to anticipate, process, uh, intelligence, competitiveness, leadership. Um, like, to me, and I, I hope you've met, you know, look, I've been at ESPN for over 15 years. I don't think that I've, I mean, I've never been like a hot take kind of guy. Look, I was been a part of evaluating quarterbacks, you know, every year for 15 years now. And I think he's as good of a prospect as I've seen. And like, look, I didn't say that about Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I, I, so you know, I'm not just like saying that. I, like, I think he's that good of a prospect. So I, I think his physical talent and size combination puts him in the rarefied air with guys like Josh Allen and Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. Like that—that that is the kind of elite company that he keeps in terms of. Size, athleticism, arm strength, you know, accuracy, like that type of stuff. And that's a big deal. Tim, when we talk about the quarterbacks, though, each year with the draft, it, there's a lot of misses. And then when we go back, yep. we say, what did we miss about Patrick Mahomes? You know, what was it? So what are the intangibles, which so often are, you know, kind of it's what you're gambling on. Uh, what are the intangibles that a Drake may might have versus a Caleb Williams? Yeah. So here's what I would say, like, just real quick on the Mahomes front, like, he was a really raw prospect. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that everyone in Chicago has gotten beat up every which way about, like, you know, Patrick Mahomes and, and, and all that. But he was a super raw prospect. And there was a reason he did not play his entire first year but for the last game of the season. So, like, I think there's – it's also easy to go back and say, well, we should have known that, right? So, look – would it have been great if Mitchell Trubisky had like two more full years as a starter? Sure, that would have been helpful. But like based on the information that was out there, look, I, I think that like there are a lot of people that felt the same way. So what what are some of the intangibles? Look, I think I think the amount of football you've played, I think we've seen this in recent years, is one of the things that we probably should pay more attention to. Is part of Parcells's you know commandments and drafting a quarterback. Um, I think that's important. Like Trey Lance has played very little football since leaving high school. I think that's part of the reason, obviously, on top of injuries, why it hasn't worked out. Um, I think that, you know, just general decision-making, competitiveness, and then look, like in terms of how you measure this, the resiliency of a guy. There's going to be bad things that happen. How does the guy respond in those moments? Um, you know, in trying to investigate as much as you can what that looks like. So, you know, to, to kind of say, like, hey, what's an intangible? I remember talking to Mac Brown about this specifically about Drake May. And he's like, look, he's from a ridiculously athletic and competitive family. You know, he has older brothers that 
look, you had to fight to get the food off the table. If you're going to play pig or horse in the driveway, like no one was giving you anything. He's flexed the competition muscle his entire life. And, you know, I think that that's been evident from when I've been around him, when I've seen him play. And, and so I think that's some of the stuff that I think matters quite a bit. I would put Eli Manning in a similar category with that. It, this is something that Waddle and I have uh, debated. When we're talking to Tim Hasselbeck, it's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Peggy's in for Waddle. If the Bears agree with you and they, they look at Drake May and, and, they, and they say he's the guy, and no matter what the, the rest of the herd thinks, that Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams, we yeah. deem Drake May the best quarterback prospect. Do you draft him one, or do you go to the commanders and do you trade down to number two and then take Drake May? I want to play around because I, I look, I, and I mean this, I'm, I'm like with Caleb Williams, I think you can look at Caleb Williams and say, you, you can kind of find some things where you'd say, like, all right, that's not ideal, right? So, like, just take a size, for example. Like, he's not as tall as you would really want the guy to be, right? And that's the same. So, well, I hate Baker Mayfield with 6'1". Kyler Murray is smaller. Like, like, to me, there haven't, like, as much as we want to point at Drew Brees, there haven't been as many shorter quarterbacks have success as we're trying to make it out to be now. So, like, let's just take that one easily measured thing as an issue. What I would say is, like, find the real drawback on Drake May. Like, what is the thing that really you're like, ah, like, you know what, we've got to concede here. Like, I would tell you that, like, with Mac Jones, like, I think you were making concessions athletically with Mac Jones to draft him where you drafted him. Like, I think you're making concessions with Kyler Murray in terms of his height where you were drafting him. Like, so... I think there are, it's easy to find spots where you say, okay, he's not the perfect prospect here in this area. Like, I would say with Drake May, like, what's the, like, what is the issue? Like, I think you could point to his offense and say, listen, two different offenses the last two years, you know, hasn't been under center as much as you maybe would like him to be. But, like, I don't know. I just don't think that, that that's really a big issue. So, I, what I, so what I'm saying, and, and taking a long time to get there on it, is I don't think that other people, I don't think this is some unanimous Caleb Williams discussion around the league with everybody but, like, one or two teams. So you would you would draft him one? Is that what you're saying? You know, I think he's the best prospect. Like, I, when I tell you the size, athleticism, arm strength, who he's on par with, the competitiveness, I think he's going to be a better pro than college player able to command things at the line of scrimmage. Like, look, I, I, so, so I've been doing this 15 years. Matthew Stafford, Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence, like the guys that come through. I, I think that Drake May is the best prospect I've evaluated through this process. That's, that's, those wow. are big words. Wow. Wow, now we'll see if the Bears feel the same way and it would take a it would take a quite a shocking. It would I think if they did that that would draw quite a gasp from uh all the wind in the windy city. But we got to be open to it. Yeah, I know. I know. I hear you. And look, I I don't I mean, here's the thing about the all these quarterbacks. Look, like you got 
you still got to go to the right spot, have the right things happen. Look, I think Justin Fields was a great prospect. I like Justin Fields way more than most. I think Justin Fields, you know, coming out had Cam Newton qualities about him. And I still feel that way. Now, did it go perfectly? No, of course it didn't. But, like, I, I, to be honest, I don't really feel much different about my evaluation of him when he was coming out. That didn't mean that it, it all worked out. But he, and I don't know if you guys see it the same way, but, like, he's an NFL starter. Sure. He certainly is a guy that I think could play at a really high level because we've seen glimpses of it. And do, you, do you understand why it's looking like the Bears are going to take a quarterback number one and are, tra- are going to trade Justin Fields? Yeah, I mean, it's the, it's the reset your quarterback contract clock. That's what it is. Like, I, I don't think it's because like, no one in the building believes you can win with Justin Fields. Like, I don't think that that's the feeling at all. I think it's, look, with where we are as a team, rebuilding this, resetting the clock on this just makes more sense. I mean, it's what the Jets tried to do. It's just what Arizona, you know, did. They did it pretty quickly. Like, that's – so, yeah, I I completely understand it. And I think because of that, there'll be a team, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, you know, New England, somebody is going to end up getting – you know, Justin Fields for a second and a fourth. You don't think that if the Bears did not, or you do probably, if the Bears did not have the first overall pick and they were just picking ninth, uh, we would yeah. not even be having the conversation about Justin Fields, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. I think that if you were outside of, you know, picking the, the top three quarterbacks um, and maybe the top two quarterbacks, then I think you say, like, I don't know. Like, we've got enough invested in him. We've seen enough. I mean, it, there is something, too, the fact that you've seen him make plays at this level. Like, that matters. Like, that's still, like, that still counts for something. I think how many guys we've seen go one overall that didn't end up being any good. Well, so, yeah, I, I mean, I think that definitely means something. Which team, if you if you're you're gambling on this, which team are you putting money down that Justin Fields ends up with? Mm, I think I would probably say Atlanta, but I think the better fit for him would be Pittsburgh. Yeah, wow. yeah. You know, Pittsburgh's a situation. Here's the thing with Pittsburgh, and people say, "Well, Kenny Pickett's not that old." Well, Kenny Pickett hasn't been healthy, hasn't been all that productive, and Kenny Pickett came into the league. Not as a ready, he came in as a ready-made prospect. He was a guy that had nearly 50 starts in college, or, or maybe even more than that. He was a guy that, like, he wasn't a, a, a developmental draft pick. He was a, hey, he's ready to play sooner rather than later. Well, he hasn't played well, and now they're on a new offensive coordinator. And so I don't think you can go into the year as his, with him being your presumed starter with without legitimate competition. So, like, what are they going – but at the same time, like, we're only a couple of years into the, the, the Kenny Pickett era. And so where I think when you look at Atlanta, I think Atlanta 
it's like, no, we're looking for a starter right now. The guy comes in, and everyone knows he's definitely our starter right now, and we're okay moving heaven and earth to get him. Wow. Are you enjoying coaching? You know, I, I am. You know, it's not been the season yet, so I, I'm enjoying the the lead up to it. I do feel far from football, but I, I can't wait for it to get here. I think it's great that you're that you're going back to the that you're in the community and that you are coaching high school with everything yep. that you've accomplished and everything that you do. I, I think it's wonderful because, as we all know, there are really good coaches at that level, and then there are guys that really need some help. And it's always good to have someone who has played the game, uh, understands the game at a high level, and is going to coach it the right way to these kids. I think it's great. Well. Well, I appreciate you saying that. It's um, definitely have a passion for it. Definitely know the purpose in it. And I really believe I've had a lot of good coaches that like the four years you get to play high school football, should, you should look back on those as the best four years of your life and, you know, with your friends and with that experience. So that's the goal. Um <laughs> That's wonderful. That's awesome. That's hopefully they like you as much as uh, you liked your coaches, right? <laughs> <laughs> it may it may take some time, but hopefully so. Tim, great stuff as always. We appreciate you. Thank you. All right, see you guys. There Thanks, you go, Tim. Tim Hasselbeck. Has always been a good guest. Good story too about selling frozen lemonade. Right? Yeah, I love hearing but, what people's first jobs yes, were. Right in high school, all of I love hearing that. What stuff. was your first job? Oh gosh, like real first job. I'm not talking about radio job. No, or- no, no, no. So. Uh, Oh, I, I'm trying to remember what came first. I remember I had to get a work permit. Yes, me too. Um, I, I don't know if it was for like waitressing on Milwaukee Avenue, just doing banquet halls. Um, there was a Greek restaurant, 13 Colonies, off of Cumberland that I also worked mm-hmm. at. But I worked at the Dairy Queen in Park Ridge. You know, you, Dairy Queen's always a good first job. And that 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 was really awesome. Have you ever talked to Abdallah about that? Because Abdallah's a longtime Dairy Queen guy. No, I don't he think I knew that. Yeah? He was a manager? Uh-huh. He we, ran the DQ in Libertyville. Listen, we started bringing Jell-O, uh, our boxes of Jell-O, to Dairy Queen. And we would experiment with flavors in the Mr. Misty. So we were doing that stuff before all these other. Really? I mean, this was yeah back in nineteen in the late seventies. So yeah, that's how we would do different flavors of ice cream and Mister Misty floats. So you and were creating like your own thing. Yeah, and then I pretty much got fired for having a shaving cream fight inside the store. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it happens. Mister Trace, Jim Trace, uh, he was wonderful. He was the best. Yeah, that's all right. It you were having a, a, a shaving cream fight or a whipped cream no. fight. Oh, a whipped cream. Sorry, a whipped cream fight. Yes, a whipped cream fight. Sorry. I'm like, what are you Nobody putting was on? There. Some of these. Uh, Nobody was there. Desserts. And we got into a big whipped cream fight, and then we ended up doing like the glass and everything. Nobody came in, and then, sure enough, the owner stopped by, and we were like, "Whoops, yeah, that's all right." I did do uh, to wash the laundry at a, uh, a health club. Oh gosh, disgusting. Oh gosh, disgusting. And I had to go in and uh, vacuum the floors. Okay. You're going to make me gag? Yeah, it was disgusting. Old men. I can't even, like, I will not shower at a health club. I will not, like, and this is like at the, barefoot at, at in the a health club. At the old JCC, too. Oh. And then they would, oh. you'd go in and, and they'd, oh. take, they'd take out the, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to gag thinking about this. 
they take out the uh, hair dryers. And they wouldn't use it on their uh, hair. They, oh, stop it. They'd use it down below, downstairs. Oh, no, in the musty closet? <laughs> they, they, it was disgusting. Oh, no. Yes. No, no, no. Yeah, they'd spread. No. Uh, yes, uh-huh. What? And I'd, uh, 13, four, and I'd, uh, four, uh, I'd have to get my worker's permit. Isn't there... Like, like you said, like... In order to work, I yes. wasn't 16. Right. My mom said, look, you're getting a job. That's right. That's what we did. And so I, making what? I wasn't even making 335 an hour. No. It was below minimum yep. wage, whatever they were paying me. And I'd have to go in there, vacuum the floor, while these old men were blow drying their, you know what? That is the most disgusting story I have ever heard. Now, my husband will complain about the old guys that walk around the locker room butt naked. The worst. I said, like, like, why uh, is it? It's only the old guys. It's I don't never do it the my hot, own house that way when I'm alone. It's never the hot fit guy that's uh, walking around naked. I don't even feel comfortable in my own house walking around the way these old men used why to walk around. Why do they around. do that? Don't know. I don't understand that. that. Standing around having conversations with each other. I mean, that's, that is so disgusting. Truly. I will never be able to get that image of a blow dryer being used down mm-hmm. there. I mean, come on. How long did you work there? Several months. Oh, my God. Several months. Oh, that is absolutely disgusting. I worked at a health club in Park Ridge, and uh, I, all I remember, it was pink something for women. And back then, <laughs> back then, women, they would wear these belts. They would wear these. They'd stand on these and wear these belts in the the... The oh. thing would vibrate, and it was like a weight loss thing. This is what they did at the health club back in the 70s. I, I just remember thinking, this is disgusting. You, they would stand on something. Yes, and, the and put the belt on and let it shake and, you know, like wearing a rubber suit or something. I was like, what are they doing? It was the strangest thing. But I don't think I lasted a week there because I, like, I gag at the sight of hair in a bathroom. I, I, I cannot stand it. And the fact that you... All over the toilet seats, I'd have to wipe them down, and then I'd have to wash the I'd have to wash the towels. I'd have to pick up the towels. The old men would leave them on the floor. I'd have to pick them up. You think in the eighties, like I, and you probably never got tipped. Oh, no, tipped. Yeah, but a different tip. (laughs) I wasn't getting those tips. Any any sort of tip. Stay away from me. Uh, but oh my like, God. like money's no good here. Like you think I had any rubber gloves that I was wearing oh, picking yeah, up no, the they towels? Didn't do that. Like no. no, there were no rubber gloves in the eighties. No, I was picking up these dirty towels with my hands. Oh, that is so disgusting! Disgusting. First jobs. Oh my gosh, first jobs. That is really nasty. That is really. Are you a bit of a like a germaphobe now? Are you like a clean freak? A little bit, yeah. yeah. I would be too after that. That's really nasty. Yeah, I can't. I, I really wish I could get this image out of my head. Tell right us about now. the worst first job. Yes. Who has the first worst job out there? Yes. Can you top those? 312 332 3776. Aki's A list also coming up next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. It's time for Aki's A-List. From the mind of the man who understands the four P's of Waddle's world. 
Aki's A-List. A-List. The top questions and topics floating around in Tyler Aki's mind. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? Aki's A-List on ESPN Chicago. Tyler, he's got the questions. You know how this works, Peggy? Yes. I remember I thought it was a list. So I'm learning. A well, list. it could be a list. A list. But yes, I didn't realize it was things floating around in Tyler's brain. So There's sometimes lists in there. All right. I'm ready. All right. So over in Boston, the conversation on 98.5, the Sports Hub, they were talking about a potential trade for Justin Fields and whether or not they were interested. They said, you know what? No go on a second round pick. They would entertain maybe a third or a fourth is their general consensus over there. My question to you is, will Bears fans be satisfied with the return that is coming back for Justin Fields? Never, never. Oh, really? No, I don't think. No, I think that the vocal ones are going to say, you know, that's not enough. He's a starting quarterback. I mean, you just heard you just heard uh, Tim Hasselbeck talk about it. He's a starting quarterback in the NFL. So this will be interesting to see if they don't get a first round pick. Are people going to be happy if it's a third round pick? Third round pick, I will be disappointed with. I any second round pick, I'll be like, okay, that's that's where I'm putting my expectation on. And I know Tim said the second and the the fourth. Um, if they get a second round pick from Pittsburgh, from Atlanta, I'm okay with that. If it's even if it's only that, I'm like, all right, look, it's time to move on. Second round pick. Could it have been more? Sure. But like Tyler said, there are others or other things that it could have been been less on. Yeah. And listen, if they got a first round pick, I would think oh that would be God. the polls deal of the I mean, that would be amazing. Another one. Right. I mean, truly amazing. There's been that rumor. I don't know if it's a Facebook thing or whatever, where the you give the Steelers the fourth round pick and fields and you get the first i don't see any scenario where the steelers are giving up the 20th pick yeah even with the sweetener of the fourth for justin fields i can't imagine that right you know i asked this question to courtney and waddle earlier in the week but i want to ask you guys as well which fan base will be more satisfied with the return the bears on a justin fields trade or the bulls on a zach levine trade Oh, the the Bears fans will be more satisfied. I don't think you're getting anything for Zach. Oh, this is hard. I actually think, I don't think there's the passion behind uh, losing Zach Levine. That's interesting, too. Mm-hmm. So I think that they would be more satisfied with whatever they get in return. So I think there's a lot more passion behind Justin Fields, and they'll never be satisfied. That's an interesting take. Because there aren't many passion, like you said, there aren't any, like we say, the Fields fanatics, Fields fanboys. What are the Zach? There aren't really, there's a few, like like six of them. Yeah. Yeah. What are the, what do we call the Zach uh, fans? Uh, do we have a nickname for them? I don't know if they have a, a cult uh, name yet. The Zach Pack? I like that. There that's, we go. That's, that's a good one. The Zach Peggy, that Pack. was quick. That's well done. Look at that. Really quick. <laughs> really quick. 
I'm impressive. You're like, I wasn't expecting no, that out of you. Not at all. You've not checked out yet. It's 535. Very unyurko like. Her shoes are off, I noticed, though. I, yes. She did take the shoes off. I did what take the, the shoes hell off. What are you doing? Because I played in, I played in my, game today. Yeah, I had my platform course. tennis match today, and my feet were hurting, and I'm glad I'm on the other side of the, of the so studio you, from you because you have I think I smell, I, well, I have you, stink. You have Stink feet, stink I don't think, feet, no. and you, no, and, and my feet don't and, stink. And now you, oh, but you, you speak for yourself. I stink. I stink. And now you have them off. My feet don't stink. Oh, my, sh- it's because they were too tight. Who's, Charlie, Tyler, which one of you uh, is volunteering? Which one do you want to come to and take a sniff? Yes. yes. No. Yes. Come I on, promise you. I'm good. I promise you. Charlie, you're a little man. I, I promise you it's going to surprise you. We can summon Jack McGrath from upstairs. Come on, Charlie. Come over here. Oh, I'm not calling you, Charlie. Feet. Come on, Chuck. Here we got a Charlie game show coming up. Take us. Take us. Take us. Take us now. I'll buy you dinner. Ooh, wow. I already had dinner <laughs> plans. So I, when, it when doesn't can... have to be today. All right. Well, well come on. Where's this dinner? Come on. Come on. Oh. No, I'm not. Peggy. Are they nasty? I took them out of my kid's room. Oh, they probably wore them. They probably didn't clean them. <laughs> Yeah, was it your sons or your daughter? Oh yeah, no chance. <laughs> come on, Charlie, come on in. Absolutely. And there, he's at Charlie, college. You won't There's do no it. way he did this laundry. Who's upstairs? Now who's willing I'm, to do this? Look at the bottom. They're pretty nasty. Look how they're dirty, dirty they are. Yeah, they're pretty dirty. They, he, there's no way he washed them. And then I grabbed him out of his room. Yeah, I'm. I'm telling you, they're not going to smell. He, Charlie's like, I'm not doing it. He's like, you are not going to make me do this. So yeah, it's more like. I believe you, but I'm still not going to do it. <laughs> Someone in the Twitch chat said, "Here, here comes, here comes Carmen out of the blue, walking into the Carmen, studio. like the Kool Aid Man, busting down this door right here." Did someone say feet? <laughs> Peggy, you never offered me this. Oh my god. <laughs> Why do you think she waited to take her shoes off? Oh, my gosh. She yeah, couldn't do right. that during crosstalk. No way. He he would have been down on his knees like someone at uh, Macy's trying to sell me shoes. You know, oh, let me see these. Oh, hang on. Let me see the size of your feet. He's so weird. That is funny, though. Hey, everyone's got to have something. Bring Jack down here. All right, go ahead. What's next? <laughs> All right, so the beat reporters of The Athletic did a mock draft. There were a couple of Bears trades here that are worth noting. First of all, the Bears do trade Justin Fields to the Patriots in return for Oof. a third-round pick. And also... A third-round pick? A third-rounder. Mm. Now, granted, the Patriots are very high in the order, so it's pick number 68. Um but the other part of this is that the Bears, they do not draft at nine. Instead, they trade back with Denver, and Denver moves up to select J.J. McCarthy with the ninth pick. And in return, they get the Broncos' 12th pick, a third rounder, and a 2025 fourth round pick. We've also seen a number of mock drafts that have the Bears trading up to go and get a Marvin Harrison Jr. or someone like that. What do you think in your opinion? I'm going to tell you, if I had to tell you right now, that the Bears will not select at nine. Are they more likely to trade up or trade back? Trade back. back. Yep, back. Because they still don't have that second round pick. 
Yep. And they want to fill in the gap. But none of these are getting you a, a second round pick. You're well, getting the a, one right. So far, like uh, assuming these are what it is, you're getting a pair of third round picks. One from the Broncos, one from the Patriots. Mm, I still think they would trade back. Which would you rather do? I'd rather they trade up. From nine, I would love that. You would? Uh, oh, Knowing yeah. That I just is... think the, getting an impact, another impact. I know that they're more than likely going to get an impact player at nine as well. Yeah, it depends. Uh, Twelve. Like, if one of those receivers are still there at nine, I love staying there. Right. Like if Roma Dunze is still there. Right. Pick him. Because if you're trading up, you're really only trading up for Marvin Harrison Jr., right? Yeah. And I'm exactly, not, yeah. Uh, again, I... I I know people love, love, love him. But again, like, is it just Marvin Harrison Jr. or bust as far as wide receivers? No, there's other wide receivers. That's the thing. So many. I I would also argue that just the the cost of it and yes. the uncertainty like there's there's no position really you should trade up in the top 10 for besides quarterback in my opinion that's that's right and and you have still so many needs so i i'm for standing where i am all right tonight on the mlb network there is a I guess it's like a watch party. It's a viewing with Joe Madden and Terry Francona. They're going to watch Game 7 of the World Series together and kind of ha- talk through it with each other on when MLB. this? Tonight on oh. MLB Network. I believe at 7 o'clock. I can oh, double check the that, time on that. That beats watching the Bulls game. Oh. Is this getting a TV for you tonight? Yes. Yeah. So this is, it's Francona. Francona and Joe Madden. And Joe Madden. I think it's already been taped. Right, of course. And, it's not uh, live. And they're going to they're gonna air it tonight. So they're going over what they're thinking at this point in the game. And I think uh, that's awesome. I wonder, will Joe ever admit about some of these bad pitching moves? Dur- the dirty inning for John Lester. Uh, you know, taking Kyle Hendricks out too, too early. Uh, going to Chapman too early. All, yeah. all, all all these things, or if he's sticking to his guns on all of it. That's a really, that's a, I really like that. I, I'm surprised we haven't heard more about that, that that's going to air tonight. Well, it's baseball. And you've, yeah. you, have you heard Jason Hayward and um, uh, Jake Arrieta tell us, too, that basically the, the rain delay speech was a, a screw Joe Madden speech? No, I did yeah. not know that. So they, they basically, we've heard that before, that it was, hey, Screw the manager. He put us there. It's up to us to get us out of this. Wow. It was, it was and that's why it was players only. Wow. It, 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 like, I, I, like, hey, Chapman, it's not on you. You were put in a bad situation. Now it's up to us to get us out of this. Wow. It's only these 25 guys in this room huh. to get us out of this. That's interesting. Yeah. That's why they were so cryptic about it. You know, that was the the uh truth behind it. Many years it did not come out. All right. One of the other things from today, we had the cell outage earlier with AT&T and a number of other providers. I don't think people really got full service back until about 1130 today. How did you know that there was a a problem? Like, could you not make a call either? You couldn't make a call. So it's funny. I tried to call Jesse earlier today and it wouldn't, it just wouldn't dial out. And then he told me. He said, I tried to call you two times this morning, and it went straight to voicemail. And I was like, huh, I didn't even get a notification that you even tried to call me this morning. So how long could you survive with a cell outage? 
So, like, this is not, uh, like, texting is out, too. No texting. You're not in any group chat. But you no can't calling. read anything. Is he, but email's up and going. But you can only do it on a computer. Uh, yeah, I could, li- I, could, I could live. How long? Oh, several days. Several days without being able to text, call, any like, of that? Like, like I would just, you, it would have to be communicated with my wife. Because that's who I text the most about getting stuff done yeah. with the kids and, 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 and things like that. That, look, just check your email frequently, right? I, I, th- I think I'm the same. I'm not one of those people that has my phone out at dinner or is constantly, if I'm working or if I know I'm working, then I tend to be a little bit more on my phone. But I go through lapses where oh really oh yeah i just don't you know my kids will be like mom we knew you didn't have your phone out we what knew about that- like what does the what's up app still work that it- stuff d- uh did work but you have to be it's through the internet but you have to have wi-fi so like basically if you leave a wi-fi zone you're out yeah i i, I think i would be yeah i'd be shockingly okay yeah as long as it's communicated with the group like i know tyler i could get through to you with email I don't think I could ride the train in. I reorganized my entire home screen on my phone on the bus today because I had no reception. I just didn't know what to do with myself. You reorganized your home screen? Yeah. I just put everything into a folder. I into folders? <laughs> well, that's the, that's the stuff you do at the airport when you're waiting for a flight. You right. sit there on your phone and you start organizing, deleting, and all <laughs> that stuff. But, yeah, see, that's the difference in the ages, though. Yes. You guys rely on it more for entertainment. We rely on it more for information and communication. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like like I always, whenever I'm coming into work, I'm listening to the station, and, like, I wouldn't be able to do that if I was riding into work on the train there. I, I'm usually, like, just go, kind of perusing the Internet, on Twitter, all that stuff. I would just have to sit there alone with my thoughts. I couldn't even listen to music if I wanted to on, on the train ride. I don't think I could do it. Mm, I never listen to music, ever. Really? Ever. No, I don't. I wouldn't even know. I used to have it on my phone and like Spotify or whatever, Apple Music. No, no, never, ever. just doesn't happen. By the way, you got to ask Joniak, are we cross-talking with him today? No. He okay. has an event at 6 oh, o'clock today. Okay, gotcha. All right. Uh, all right. Coming up next, um, we've got a game with Charlie. Charlie happened to be on television yesterday <laughs> getting interviewed. So we've got to play the game. What did Charlie tell NBC5 on the news? I, I've been waiting for this. This is I'm excited about this. So we'll play that game coming up next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. All right, let's play um, the what did uh, Charlie say to NBC5, the Chuck Wagon. Was interviewed, what, about uh, the great weather? Yeah, I was at Sydney Maravitz, and uh, NBC5 reporter Courtney Sisk um, asked if I would like to speak about just the day in general. What were you doing? Were you golfing? Uh, yeah, I had just finished a round. Um, I was putting my stuff away. 
And uh, I know, like I know, I noticed the camera, and I was like, "Oh, I guess the news is here." So, did you kind of make yourself more in her line of sight? No, because I I only saw the camera operator at first, so I wasn't sure if it was a news camera or not. Like I thought maybe it was just the course was doing some sort of video that they were going to post on their website or something. Because typically, when we would do man on the street interviews, you are looking at people, and if they look at you back, like in like eye eye contact. You're like, oh, okay, they're approachable. But if they like have their eyes down, they don't oh, want to. Really? Like, that's how that works. Yeah, well, that's how you kind of, you know, when you have you're stuck doing man on the street stuff. Yeah. Wow, this is great, Charlie. This is awesome. So your 15 seconds of fame. How did it go? I thought it went okay. I I, I don't think I was particularly bad at talking. I didn't get a whole <laughs> lot of us in there. A lot of ums. <laughs> right, so let's let's play this game. Um, so you're going to play what she asked you, and then we've got to guess what you said. Yeah, so the first one is just going to be, like, the lead-in from her news story, and then you guys will guess okay. what I had to say about it. Okay. But the calendar reveals otherwise. It's 60 degrees on February 21st. And then it cuts to me. Very newsy. She's got the very oh, newsy voice. We all talk like this. That's right. That's right. Um, I'm going to say that Charlie said, this is great. <laughs> well, this is great. You know, something like that. Well, they, referring yeah. to the weather when she said, and this is fabulous. I'm trying to think if he, if he throws like an Oregon reference in there. Like this is something that I've experienced in the past from Oregon. I'm going to say, who would have thought I would be playing golf in Chicago in February? But here I am. That's right. a long soundbite. This one is a little bit long. Here it is. It's, oh! ten, it's ten seconds. I got a lot of. I got a lot of air time. I wow. usually tell people, you know, February is the month to avoid. Like that's that's when you don't want to be here. But it was just so nice today. I texted a couple of friends, seeing if they wanted to get out there. So we just played nine. That's pretty close. That's a really good bite. I mean, you you gave her. You knew what she was looking right. for, and you made it interesting. Not you a told boring, the story but... that you texted yes. some people. You didn't I, just give a cliche answer. I typically tell people this is the month that, to avoid coming here. Right. So I, I, that was actually a really, really, I would have picked that same soundbite. And so I, I tapped into my like journalism school, like when I would do like <laughs> those sorts of interviews. And the worst thing that would happen is somebody just going on these long tangents that the person would then have to tran- that I would then have to transcribe, right. and it's just completely beside the point. Did you use your comedy background at all? No, I did not. Oh. I, I, I tried to, you know, I'm not there. You played I feel it like so, so many people, once they get a camera in front of their face, they just try to be hilarious. And I feel like it can be a little exhausting if you're the one holding the microphone in that situation. And then she went back for a second soundbite for you. Yes, she did. Here's the question. When's the last time you can remember golfing here in February? I'm going to say never. I, like, I've never golfed here in February, and uh, I hope I'm here again. Maybe next week. I'm going to say that he said, well, I'm new to town. Do you want to play next week? (laughs) (laughs) Here's what I said. I don't think I ever have. Oh, God. I like the the very breathy. That's right. (laughs) I'm a jock. I don't think I ever have. Both visual yeah. and a uh, short soundbite. She could use yes, just that. Yes. And it was visual, short making the, the face. Yes. 
I don't know. I think you did tap into your uh, being on stage. You just got to be quick. Like, you know, I didn't want to dig into the fact that I only started golfing in the last year or so. So, like, yeah, this is the first time I've she golfed. May take you, she may take you with her on all stories. I mean, I'm clear and concise. Apparently, those are really those are really good bites. You did a good job. Was there other questions that she asked you? Yeah, there were. She asked me like three or four questions. Those two were the ones that made the cut. I was in the B roll though on the uh, when I saw it on TV. So that is the video that accompanies the voiceover track from the television reporter. Were you putting your trunks in the car? No, or your, was, your your clubs in the trunk. I was I was, <laughs> was going to say his, his trunk. Trunk. Was he, was he wasn't that warm? I'm still having <laughs> visions of Sylvie at the health club with the old men. <laughs> trunks in the car. I'm still having issues. Were you putting your clubs in the trunk of the car? No, I I just finished the round, so I was just getting my shoes out. I'm crazy. Wow. That's Did fun. she give you her card? No. Why would you, you move? Is that your move? <laughs> no. Do people would you have cards now? Like? <laughs> oh my god! I like what Tyler yeah. just said. Do people have cards now? <laughs> All right, let's continue the conversation. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to uh, talk to us, whether it's about the Bears, about the uh, stadium. With Jerry Reinsdorf. We've not taken a lot of calls on that. We'll update the poll question. Um, also, today is a big anniversary um, that we may have to educate the kids on the show about. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> yeah. We may have to pull out our cards and our VHS tapes. <laughs> uh, Peggy's in for Waddle. It's Waddle and Sylvie.